Hello, and thanks for joining me for a bonus trip into Death Trap Dungeon. Despite coming out after the main episode, this is actually my first trip through Death Trap Dungeon. All my usual waffling about the niceties of adventure gamebook design is in the first episode, so this will hopefully be short and sweet. Without any further ado, let's delve back into Succumbit's subterranean murder emporium as we play Death Trap Dungeon. So, I have rolled up my character, Clovis Dormunster, and I'm ready to begin. Clovis has a skill of 9, a luck of 10, and a stamina of 17. I've opted to take the potion of luck. Otherwise, everything is present and correct, and we're going to dive straight in to Death Trap Dungeon. The clamour of the excited spectators gradually fades behind you as you venture deep into the gloom of the cavern tunnel. Large crystals hang from the tunnel roof at 20 metre intervals, radiating a soft light, just enough for you to see your way. As your eyes gradually become accustomed to the near darkness, you begin to see movement all around. Spiders, beetles, crawling up and down the chiselled walls, disappearing quickly into cracks and crevices as they sense your approach. Rats and mice scurry along the floor ahead of you. Droplets of water drip into small pools with an eerie plopping sound which echoes down the tunnel. The air is cold, moist and dank. After walking slowly along the tunnel for about five minutes, you arrive at a stone table standing against the wall to your left. On it there are six boxes, one of which has your name painted on the lid. Do you wish to open the box or continue walking north? I think I will open the box. The lid of the box lifts easily off. Inside you find two gold pieces and a note written on a small piece of parchment addressed to you. After placing the gold in your pocket you read the message which says Well done! At least you have the sense to stop and take advantage of the token aid given to you. Now, I can advise you that you will need to find and use several items if you hope to pass triumphantly through my death trap dungeon. Signed, Sakomvit. Memorising the advice on the note, you tear it into tiny pieces and continue north along the tunnel. After walking down the tunnel for a few minutes, you come to a junction. A white arrow painted on one wall points west. On the floor you can see wet footprints made by those who entered before you. It is hard to be sure, but it looks as though three of them decided to follow the direction of the arrow, while one decided to go east. Do you wish to go west, following the arrow, or turn east? I'm going to go with the majority view on this one, and I think I'm going to go west. Following the three sets of wet footprints along the west passage of the tunnel, you soon arrive at a junction. If you wish to continue west, you will follow two sets of footprints. If you want to head north, then you'll be following a third set. I think we're going to carry on west, because as you may know, I have a theory that you don't go north until you've explored all the options to the left and right that you're given. Walking along the tunnel, you are surprised to see a large iron bell hanging down from the ceiling. Do you wish to ring the bell? No. But at the same time, yes, you could totally kill me by just labelling a button saying this button does something interesting. And I'd be like, I know, I know it's a trap, but I have to find out what the interesting thing is. A dull bong sounds from the bell like a death toll. 
everything around you starts to vibrate and you grit your teeth as your head too starts to shudder. Your whole body is trembling and you fall to the floor. You quiver and shake, writhing convulsively on the floor as the vibrations intensify. You lose two skill points and two stamina points. You search desperately for a way of stopping the bell. Will you scream as loud as you can or try and deaden the bell with your boot? I mean, I'm not aware that bells are generally stopped by screaming at them. Uh, Children, yes, but bells, no. So I'm going to try and deaden the bell with my boot. Now down to skill seven. So I venture to suggest that the first monster that even looks at me sideways is probably going to kill me. You pull your boot off your foot and force yourself to reach up and hold it against the bell. Slowly, the bell stops vibrating and the pain in your body gradually eases. You manage to stand up, but you do not release your boot from the bell until it becomes completely still. You put your boot back on your foot and then continue your journey west. The tunnel veers sharply to the right and continues north for as far as you can see. You hear a tremendous commotion in the distance. Growling and snarling and howling, you draw your sword and set off in the direction of the noise, which is a bold move for a man who currently probably take a kitten in a fight, but maybe not two kittens. Ahead, in the dim light, you see two hobgoblins fighting, punching and kicking each other furiously. There is a leather bag lying on the floor. It seems to be this that they are fighting over. Will you try and talk to them? I mean, they seem quite busy. Attack them with your sword? No. Or try and slip by them unnoticed. It's a nice illustration. Lovely illustration by Ian McKay. Tremendously dynamic poses of the hobgoblins. They almost look as though they're kind of doing yoga, so well stretched to their limbs. It's uh, really, really nice. Really, really nice. I kind of want that bag, so I think I might try and talk to them. The hobgoblins stop their fight immediately. Ah, I've brought peace. They do not understand what you're saying and snarl at you viciously. Then they draw their short swords and run forwards to attack you. Fight them one at a time. The first hobgoblin has a skill of seven, a stamina of five. The second hobgoblin has a skill of six and a stamina of five. I'm going to roll some dice. I have defeated the goblins. I was reduced to 11 stamina points but i've eaten a provision to get me back up to 15. let's find out what those pesky little hobgoblins were fighting over the hobgoblins have nothing of any use to you on them so you decide to open the bag on the floor inside you find a corked earthenware jug you uncork it and sniff the liquid inside it smells sharp and acrid if you wish to drink some of the liquid you can or would you rather dip a piece of cloth in it i think i'd rather dip a piece of cloth in it Acrid smoke rises from the jug as you lower the cloth into it. The liquid is unmistakably acid. You recork the jug and place it in your backpack, hoping it may be of use later. You sheath your sword and press on northwards. I'm curious as to what the hobgoblins were planning to do with the acid. Probably best not to ask. The tunnel soon takes another sharp right turn. Following it east, you arrive at a strange obstruction. A line of twelve wooden poles across the tunnel. They are fixed to the wall about half a metre off the floor and spaced a metre apart. Do you wish to step between the poles or do you wish to walk across 
the top of the poles. I think we'll go across the top of the poles. I assume there's something on the floor that is a trap. You step confidently onto the first pole and stride across to the next. As you land on the third pole, it immediately releases a shower of sharp splinters, each several centimetres long. You lose two luck points. They fly out in all directions at great speed and you cannot avoid being hit. Roll two dice for the number of splinters that sink into your flesh. Each one reduces your stamina by one point. If you are still alive, you manage to scramble over the remaining poles and sit down to the painful task of removing the splinters from your body. After resting for a while, you set off east again. Okay, nine splinters jammed into my flesh, uh, which took me down to six stamina points. So I've taken the very best medical advice and eaten a jam roly-poly and some ice cream and now I'm back up to 18 stamina. No, I tell a lie, I can't go that high. I'm back up to 16 stamina. The tunnel ends at a junction. The footprints you have been following turn north and you decide to stay with them. You soon come to another junction in the tunnel. One branch leads east but the wet footprints you have been following continue north and you decide to follow their trail. The passage opens out into a wide cavern which is darker, but much drier. Ahead you see the footprints gradually fade, then disappear. There is a large idol in the centre of the cavern, standing approximately six metres high. It has jewelled eyes, each as big as your fist. There are two giant stuffed bird-like creatures standing on either side of the idol. Do you wish to climb the idol to take the jewels, or do you wish to walk through the cavern to the tunnel in the opposite wall? So there's a nice illustration of the idol. It's just a rendition of that laughing Buddha statue, but weirdly sinister. This isn't so much a laughing Buddha as a frowning or glowering Buddha. I am, however, going to decide to nick his eyes because I came here to earn fame and fortune and they look like they'd be worth something. The idol is very smooth and will be difficult to climb. Do you have any rope? I do not. Slowly and carefully you begin to climb the idol. You are about to grab hold of its large ear when suddenly your foot slips. Test your luck. Okay, I roll a six under a luck of eight. I am lucky. You just manage to grab the idol's earlobe and regain your footing. You scramble over its face and sit down on the bridge of its nose. You draw your sword and consider which jewel to prize out first. Do you want to prize out the left eye or the right eye? I'm going to go for the right eye, just because it's the second one that's been presented to me. And I feel like I've done a lot of the first options, so I'm going to go for the, the, the right one. You try and force the point of your sword under the emerald eye. Much to your surprise, it shatters on contact, releasing a jet of poisonous gas straight into your face. The gas knocks you out. You fall backwards, bouncing down the idol to land on the stone floor. Your adventure ends here. Whoops-a-daisy. Oh well. Feels like we didn't really get a chance to get to know Clovis Dormonster before they were sadly taken from us. And that ends this playthrough of Death Trap Dungeon. Well, that was certainly brief and to the point. Let me know if you've enjoyed this little extra bite of the almost certainly poisoned cherry. And I'll think about incorporating other additional playthrough material as and when the opportunity presents itself. You can contact me on Twitter at HJDoom or by emailing me at HJDoomRetroFun, which is all one word, at gmail.com. 
Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>